and this is unrelegated. This is just uh, another scarf addicted Atlanta United podcast for the people. By well, two other people. I'm Jay Riddle. Kelly Francis is uh, with me in spirit as she is driving around Atlanta in a golf cart, picking up VIPs. Way more important than I am uh, for this MLS All Star Week. Uh, yesterday, we were at the block party. She was rolling around with a uh, a walkie-talkie. She looked kind of like a mix between a security guard and a camp counselor, and um, and yeah, no, she's doing important stuff. She's you know kind of part of a uh, small part of this whole MLS All Star Week adventure that's kicked off on Saturday and that will run all the way through to the All Star match on Wednesday. So. Right now, we are in a secret bunker in the mountains at a secret, alleged Scarful event. I'm kidding. We're, we're, we're at Hudson FC, one of my favorite places to be, uh, where we did our f- uh, first, uh, or sorry, first non-pilot, our first, very first episode, watch party episode with the All Stripes here. Uh, love their head fe- uh, chef, Fran. And I've got a couple uh, guests with me here from 90-Minute Scarves, JR and Tom. Hey. hey. How you Hello. guys doing? Very, very happy to be here yeah. and be here with you, Jay. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us. And uh, we've got a bunch of stuff to, to get into. And, and I, I, first, I brought you on for the hardest part. We're going to kind of recap the match yesterday. Did you both see it? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's great. Where were you guys at? Were you, where were you watching yesterday? I was I was actually home. I've yeah, been nursing I a cold, so I stayed home rather than get out into the watch party uh, atmosphere. Okay. And Tom, how about you? Yeah, I was home as well with my wife and my two daughters watching the game. Yeah. We had the Fox Sports South broadcast, thankfully. Yes. Um, they Thank always, goodness. Yeah, yeah. I always love how much time they dedicate to the, the pre-show and the, and the post-show and that sort of stuff. Um, but unfortunately, I was watching the, the recap video on YouTube, and it's some some randos. Doing the play-by-play for the for the match. I've noticed sometimes it ends up being the home audio feed yeah. instead of the away, and I want my guys. Yeah. Actually, what I really like are when they put out the videos that have the 92.9 guys. Because anytime I can listen to Jason Longshore and where Mike they, Conti, it makes me they happy. The, they patch in, like just like when they do the the, uh, the social media team will do um, like a recap, and they'll cut in all the different commentators, the Spanish-speaking, yeah. 92.9, you know, Mike Conti, the whole deal. And so. that's always good for the long-extended goal call. That's yeah. what I always like that for. <laughs> they always get <gotta laughs> that one in. <laughs> Especially on, uh, you know, it's just fitting for our team, too, I think, so uh, to, to have that. Um, so many of them, too. That guy's voice has got to be blown out after an Atlanta United match. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's certainly a lot to get excited about, and the Spanish language announcers are always super excited anyway, so that's a deadly combination, I'd imagine. So did you guys go to the, the block party or anything like that yesterday? I did not. Yeah. I did not. I wish I did. I dropped by briefly. Uh, they basically just had like a mini soccer pitch in the middle of the skate park there at Historic Fourth Ward. And then they had like a stage where they had a DJ that started playing after the soccer stuff. I think uh, I think Sam Jones and Harris Kruskic uh, 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 played in uh, the match. Uh, oh, they had nice. rotating different uh, guest spots. Very cool. Uh, Dave Williamson, uh, the photographer that gives us a lot of our photos for Unrelegated, was playing when I was there. Oh, he actually got to do something rather than just take yes. pictures of it. Good and, for Dave. And That's they, awesome. They paired him up against like a nine-year-old, <laughs> and he's—if you've ever met Dave—he is like this big bear of a dude. And then there's this tiny nine-year-old just running around, and he's just like, like sweating, just buckets of sweat. 
as this kid's just like running around in circles, and he's just like, "Oh my god!" The, temper- <laughs> the temperature is yeah, the temperature is suffocating. Just standing around, <laughs> I can't even imagine playing in this. It was quite the mismatch. It didn't seem fair. I was like, "Why don't you just pick him up?" At, like at that point, <laughs> and just like run around with him, you know? A headlock works. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. They had little stations you could pick up swag, and uh, that's where I got my 17 pins uh, cool. there. Uh, if you just showed up and you were a season ticket holder. Jealous. Uh, yes, I've already got people uh, DMing me for, for those things. Uh, so it's crazy. Uh, a lot of people are very intense into the collecting, and we'll get into talking about some of that collecting stuff here in a bit. But as far as the match went, 2-1, Atlanta United, right? Looked like we might have gotten away with a clean sheet with a shutout, but Escobar made an error uh, at the end of the match. Uh, everybody just seemed to go Mark Sylvia and uh, left Piatti wide open, which I don't think was part of Whoops. the game plan. Um, that might have actually been the exact opposite <laughs> of the game plan, which yeah. seemed to be double Piatti all the time. Well, especially so. since Escobar was on him, uh, you know, so closely in the beginning of the game, so much so the ref decided that it was too much and gave him a yellow card early on, which I thought, I don't know, it was 50-50 for me. I thought, like, okay, I understand there were a couple fouls, but he was like, one, two, three, and I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't think it was that bad. It, it, seemed got, a, it seemed a little harsh in a vacuum. I think that what it was intended to do was the ref was trying to set the tone and say, look, I'm not going to let you get away with hacking this guy. He set the tone, so. and then when our guys would get fouled in the middle of the field for the second time, he wouldn't give it, you no, know, anybody yellow. So no. he just after that, he just stopped giving out cards. Uh-huh. Where was that referee when we were playing Seattle? Oh, right. goodness. We need that guy. Right. Yeah. Hello. So, yeah, uh, this is, this is a big deal, guys. There's a number of reasons, right? Number one, Joseph Martinez has now scored a brace again, right? He's scored in six straight matches. Um, I don't know how many goals he scored in those six matches, but he's on. I think he's on par with uh, the, the consistent goal-scoring record in terms of number of games scored that Valeri broke last year. I think yep. he's tied that now or is close to or breaking. I don't know. I, I overheard it on the, uh, on, on the way uh, uh, listening to, uh, you know, I think one of the podcasts coming over here with Jason or Doug Robertson. That's a big deal in and of itself. Number two, this is our seventh road win. Right. And that's right. huge. To get seven road wins in yeah. an entire away season is great. Yeah. And we still have six or eight games away left to play. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. We could, what I've seen is we could potentially and, and really likely set the away points record as well. Right, we're on our track for for breaking more records, yep. and and we're that's I think we're seven and two or something like that. Uh, seven two the, and two on or the something on like the that. road, and that's better than some teams' entire record. Right, exactly yep. in the league. Yep. So that's number two. Number three, um, you know, we're starting to see uh, we got to see uh, Rometty. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic! It was a great debut. Okay. I mean, it's exactly what you're looking for out of that position and that guy. The sixth start, the halfway through his second season, and he was able to do it in his first 90 minutes, and that's really, really encouraging. And in a way, match. Right. I feel I, I feel bad that that didn't have his you know sort of debut at home, but uh, I think he'll, we'll see him again after that after that game. I wonder about that with so. Atlanta's attendance and crowd and and things like that being like they are. Is it better? In it for an Atlanta player to debut away to get their mind in the play and their teammates and that kind of stuff, so they're not busy 
standing there staring at Mercedes Benz and marveling <laughs> at the fact that there's seventy two thousand people. Guy's professional. There. He's played in front of some big crowds in, uh, in 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 South America. So I think I don't think you ever get used to playing in front of seventy two thousand. I think guys that have been yeah. with us or been with you know Man United that are playing in front of seventy every day. I still think it's amazing every day you walk out. I do, I do. I, but I think it would have just been neat to, to hear the crowd roar when he came on the field and all that sort of stuff yeah. but he'll get the opportunity to do that uh and it's much better than the debut for that horta guy out in la who uh you know basically passed it to uh, uh can't remember who it was for the la galaxy led to a goal <laughs> and basically uh an, yet another uh inability to hold on to a lead against la galaxy for right. lafc so i felt bad, really bad for that guy but yes. not too bad <laughs> <laughs> Not too bad, but... I mean, it was inauspicious oh. from a personal level, but uh, the hell with those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, another great performance by uh, Jeff Lorenowitz. He had, uh, out of his 58 touches, uh, him and Remetti were very busy in this yep. match because we do seem to uh, absorb more pressure in away matches. This is sort of... We have more things in our tool belt this year, sure. and this is one of the things that we see that you know this isn't necessarily we're not necessarily worried about possession. Uh, we're worried about executing chances on the counterattack uh, when we do have the ball, maintaining that pressure, uh, uh, those sorts of things. But either way, he had a 93.3% passing rate, uh, two of four long balls completed, seven of ten duels won, uh, seven tackles, which Remedi also had seven tackles. That ties the team record. That's insane. Seven wow. recoveries and one interception. I'm impressed you were able to come up with all those tests just right off the top of your head, Jay. That's a, Isn't that's that amazing? Really, I, it's not like I have Evernote in front of me or anything. You're an encyclopedia <laughs> of Atlanta United knowledge. I mean, I think there are only a, one person that, one or two people I know that could do that, and Jason Longshore. Jason is Longshore is one of those people, yes. <laughs> I rely on uh, Yoga Benito tweeting out stats, and then I, I screenshot them. Uh, so <laughs> thank you, uh, Jason Foster, Yoga Benito underscore USA. Check him out. Um, interesting stats for Joseph. Now that uh, he's just three goals away from tying the MLS season record for goals scored and had yet another header, by the way, so maintaining that sort of uh, third of his goals are still headers. Uh, he's essentially on pace for like 35 or 36 goals now. Uh, some people are saying, hey, why not 40? There's 11 right. games left in the season. Um and he's just on par to blow it all out of the water. He, he had two goals, four shots, um, three of those shots on target. This is consistent with him. I mean, when he shoots, it's typically going in the back of the net. I think the, the, the one shot that didn't go in the back was he leaped up, he mistimed it when the ball arrived, and he ended up hitting like the, his lower back yep. to the goalkeeper, but that could have been another one. It was very yeah. easy. He almost could have had been another. another guys, that's what I understand. He literally almost had. Another hat trick. Yep. Two hat tricks in a row. Away. Like, I would have died. <laughs> I'm actually scored. surprised he didn't get a second. Right. It's almost, it's almost disappointing week. when he doesn't have a hat trick. Like, how is that even possible? Our standards are impossible. It's, just, it's, like, it's like, and people, our fans seem to be so just um, agnostic to this. Like, it's like new soccer fans are just like, yeah, it's great. And I'm like, no, really. Like, really, dude. Like this is this is not the way ha- it's not be happening. Be. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah. the thing that I think is interesting about like, our not in fan Russia. base. There's not a bunch of guys doping <laughs> right. know, to achieve these records, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and that's something I think is very interesting about our fan base is what we've gotten used to, what we expect. When there's not forty-eight thousand people in the stadium, we were like, "Where's everybody? This yeah. is ridiculous." And when we don't have Joseph scoring in you know five goals in two games they're like oh joseph is offside lazy like, you, you, guys, yeah. you guys have to understand we are having an a phenomenal two seasons here 
This is unprecedented. The number of records we're setting is not because MLS has been goofing around and not trying for the last 20 years. No, they had Giovinco in the league, BWP, who just uh, got his 100th goal. So he's going up against some of the most prolific goal scorers in MLS history right now. Josie is healthy again. So, I mean, this is... This is up against, you know, guys who were, like, BWP, for example. I think he was Golden Boot in 2014 and 16. I mean, you know, these guys that are still playing right now are the kinds of guys that have set these records. So it's not like guys that are 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, Landon Donovan, people forget, but, like, Landon Donovan's hat trick record. The hell with that. He Joseph beat that a long time ago. He right. Had, like, Lynn Donovan had four hat-tricks. took him, like, 360 games to get there. Right, right. You know what I mean? And and, and Joseph took 30? Yeah. And 26? Then, and the guy he beat, okay, he, he beat him by something like 20-some games, you know, in yeah, terms right. of uh, achieving that record. So, anyways, it's just insanity. And, and what Kelly and I keep saying on this podcast, if we don't keep talking about it, I feel like people will take it uh, for granted. Right. We can't normalize this. This isn't a team <laughs> having a good season. This isn't a, a team that was well-built. This is a statistical outlier in every form and fashion. We are enjoying what is going to be looked back at as one of the all-time classic two, three-season runs. Here, Absolutely. We're right in the middle of it. Yeah. We need to take a step backwards and realize how special how special this year is. This Absolutely. Is an amazing year. And, and with that, uh, you know, just to wrap it in a bow, Joseph is now 24 goals in 23 games, 43 goals in 43 games in his MLS career. Just mind-boggling. Amazing. Uh, Can't even calculate that. This just doesn't make any sense. And that work he did on the first goal absolutely. was absolutely amazing. How he, he faked out the whole defense to think he was offsides and then just dropped right back in. Yeah, and head. just faded away into the background. He did sort of like a just side. He, if you watch him, he's like s- s- halfway side slash backpedaling, you know, just stuff. And that then the defense get, let him stand there by himself yeah. and receive that cross. They, yeah. they lost Joseph Martinez, which is the only dumber thing that happened than when we lost Piotti. Yeah. <laughs> and P- by the way, Piotti is a fucking magician. Oh, like, that guy was – Escobar did a pretty good job of – of me, I mean, Piatti's gonna make anybody look like a joke. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, some of the best defenders he's landed on their ass. So I think uh, one of the things I did want to talk about is Escobar's now suspended a game on yellow card accumulation, and so one of the things that means is we have a Toronto game coming up, and uh, we're gonna be without a right back Z- uh, Zizzo, which f- flew under the radar, is injured. Right. A lot of people right. don't realize that. Um, not, not that he's our would be a uh, nobody gets excited about him as a replacement, but he's a, a veteran Service in that a solid veteran. He's a veteran in that position. Make big mistakes. And so that begs the question: if we were to play in a four-three-two-one, who would play that right back position? Especially, I mean, I thank God we have Rometty now right. because they may offer some options. Sure. Because I'd be like, well, put Gressel there, and I'm like. I'd rather play a three five two. Right, right. <laughs> so, and put my and 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 have Miles Robinson on the bench to play backup, or if something happened, or or because and, and here's the other complication: we have an MLS All Star game in the middle of the week in a few days. Parkhurst had a nasty stomp on his Achilles on the back of his foot. We don't right. know how that's doing. He 
will, I'm guessing as Tata, as coach, will now be able to kind of determine how much playtime Parky gets. He's not the captain. This may turn out to be a good thing. Thank God. Because for the first time, yeah, Atlanta United like loses like, oh an online God, we lost to Vela. Well, Vela still works gonna, in our favor. Yeah, I actually like Vela as a captain. I think he'll be uh, fine. It's just one game. But we, regardless, whether he plays a little bit or it doesn't, we may not have a fully healthy Parky, or at least uh, someone who's played some minutes in midweek. Guzan's playing as well. Who else we got? We got uh, Tito or es uh, Escobar's playing. He is confirmed playing in that. Um, and then we have uh, Joseph. Uh, who else? Uh, I think that's it. Five. Joseph, five. Miguel. Well, I think Barco's so, scheduled Mickey, to play. Mickey. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we had. I think we had five total. Yeah. So. Well, and, and we had six when Nagby was eligible. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it goes down to five. Yeah. yeah, and Gressel, I'm still pissed, was not. Um, yeah, that, honestly, if anybody that. on our team deserved to get the third slot yeah. after Miggy and Joseph, it, I think it's Gressel. Yeah, I get think the Gressel's fuck out of there, Escobar. Give your seat up to Gressel. I think he. I think uh, Gressel's our low key MVP this year. Yeah, absolutely. So, what do you guys think? I mean, what do we do? I think we go uh, Mikey Ambrose. I think yeah. Ambrose, in his minutes he's gotten, has looked solid. I think he has looked like he understands the offense well. I think he gets back on D well. He's got a great motor. I don't know of anybody who has more uh, uh, want to than him. And, and really motivation and, and being inspired to, to kick butt goes a long way in that position, and I think Mikey is a perfect fit for that. I could see it being Gressel. I could see him running that wing, almost turning it into a midfielder position. But, you know, for me, I, I would plug in uh, Mikey Ambrose and let him hold it down. It may reduce, because uh, either way, I think whoever you put in there, it's going to reduce the amount of offense on that right side, because for all, for, for the, how, for as young as Escobar is and more mistake-prone as he is at times defensively, he has created and helped create so much in the final 18 of the opposing team's half. And he's we saw it with the second goal. The pass to Gressel, and then Gressel hits it. It's off the keeper. It goes off kind of the post and then the foot of a defender who thought he saved it for Joseph just to tap it in, right? Right. And ruin his day. Exactly. So he's been very important for kind of this intangible or off-the-ball creation of chances for the team recently. And I think whether we play in a four, uh, 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 in, in, a, in that formation with four in the back or we play in a 3-5-2, obviously with a 3-5-2, I think, you know, we're not going to have that. Even if we do play an Ambrose, I just don't think he's going to be the same because he's, he's, he's not right-footed. Right. So he's not going to be whipping balls in like he does – left side now he may cut in like Escobar right. like Escobar likes to cut in and come inside and Mikey does that a little bit well and there's something to be said for the fact that Toronto's coming off a three nothing win they seem like they're healthy now they seem like they're more in form and we may want to play our outside defenders a little more defensively against Toronto right now even if we had our top 11 in there. We may want to play a little more defensively in order to stay in front of Josie and stay in front of their guys. So there's something to be said for that we may want to play that way anyway. But, yeah, certainly if uh, Mikey's the fill-in, I think we, we tell him to, to play it a little more 80-20 rather than 50-50 like normal. I'm really curious yeah. to see what happens. Yeah, I like putting Mikey in there, too. I think he's a smart player. I think he's not going to give up the easy foul that's going to put Giovinco in a place where he can hit those shots that he, that he did on this last year. Right. And that's the thing I think that will kill us. Yeah. 
That's I a great like point. Yeah. Okay, cool. So with that, we uh, we want to kind of talk a little bit about 90 Minute Scarves because you guys uh, have started making some pretty dope scarves. I'm wearing one right now. It's the MLS All-Star one that you guys put out. The Y'all-Star scarf. Shout um, out to Drew for that uh, that phrase. We had to, <laughs> to give him credit uh, some, some and, crowdsourcing and use going that. On. Yes, very, and very cool. That's before right. that, it was the... Um, uh, well, describe it. Go ahead. Describe the, sort of what you guys are doing, what some of the scarves you've come out with, and, and what you have coming up. Yeah, sure. I'll take a, I'll take a crack at it. I mean, we're, uh, we're trying to come out with some really cool, different style designs, something different than what you're used to. We know that Atlanta United comes out with some fantastic scarves, and we're not trying to get into that. We're trying to do stuff that's just a little bit left to center. It's a little bit different, a little bit more uh, maybe forward thinking in a way. And uh, so we're just, we're, we kind of sit down and we come up with just crazy ideas and try to find a way to make it work. And this is a perfect example. You know, Drew, you mentioned Drew came up with an idea on like Facebook on Thursday or Wednesday night. And it was like, this would be really cool. And we're like, well, let's see if we can get it done. And we literally got the scarves in like yesterday. Wow. And uh, we're out here distributing. We're going to get them be out there on Wednesday. And if anybody wants, come look for me. I'll be in the gulch and 90 minute garb and just come see me and we'll hook you up. And uh, it's a limited edition. So it's not. Uh, once it's gone, it's gone, and it's going to be a collector's item, I think. And it's, uh, it's been fun. And we're, it's, the fun part is, is that we are completely off the grid about it, about how we do our designs. And uh, there's nobody, I think, that's really competing with what we're doing. Yeah, and, and I think that what we're trying to do is be a little more specific about events like the All-Star Game. That while somebody like a, uh, a Atlanta United or a bigger organization, MLS themselves, can only do so many things for MLS All-Star Week, we can kind of embrace that since we're working on limited editions. We're working on, you know, different kind of design timelines and quantities. We can we can do a couple of scarves and get them sold and, and make it a little more distinctive. And our big thing with this one was that the stuff out there for All-Star Weekend wasn't particularly Atlanta-based. And so we wanted to really embrace Atlanta. So we've got the skyline in there. We, you know, we went with y'all because that's the, a very southern thing. And this is the first southern All-Star game, so that's a lot of fun. And we've got the entire roster for the MLS All-Stars on the back as well. So uh, being a summer scarf, it's a great place to get some signatures if you see some guys out there uh, before or after the game. That's dope, guys. What was that first scarf that you guys came out with? That was the Unleash Hell scarf. Yeah. And that was another, you know, we saw what happened there was is we were watching the Orlando City game, and I, I was just thinking I really want to do something cool for the next time we play them. We got 70,000 people. Talked to JR. He had some great ideas. We sat down and, like, over lunch, we came up with Unleash Hell. We wanted to have a really cool tagline. We wanted to make it specific to the event, the game, or the rivalry. Hopefully we'll continue to make it exciting to keep putting those scarves in people's hands for the future games. And uh, it, was, it was great. Um, it was very well received. Uh, it, was a lot of, it was a lot of fun to work on. I, my, I think my favorite part of it was the, the tagline that's right underneath where it says Unleash Hell. It says what we do on the pitch echoes in eternity. And we found out and sort of happenstance that that's what Joseph's neck tattoo says in uh, Spanish. No it, it says what we what we do in life echoes in yeah. eternity, but we had, had adopted it to soccer and put pitch instead. So it was it was kind of a neat uh, shout out to, to Joseph as well in that in that rivalry. And we've got the little purple kitty on the back. <laughs> Cute little kitty. That's right. I really love what you guys do, and um, it's just a really cool uh, thing that uh, we do have some groups and organizations uh, uh, people that meet up and 
and are able to uh, share their collections and do that sort of stuff as well. Because I have to say, you know, one of the things that I've been frustrated with this year is the absolute switch to quantity over quality by uh, fanatics and. Uh, I know uh, Atlanta tries to combat it a little bit by coming out with some of their own lines on occasion. Um, some of them are hits, some of them are misses, but um, at least they're trying. But at the same time, there's just so much junk out there that all looks the same, feels the same. It's just nice. I've always said on this podcast, it's no news for our listeners. You guys know, I, I basically buy anything local. By local artists, by local creators, I'll buy it, especially if it's in tank form or a scarf. But um, and so I think it's very cool that you guys are doing it. Um, where can they check you out? Where can people find you? And where can they get this stuff? We are ninety minute scarves on pretty much every social network, uh, and we are at ninety minute scar or ninety m i n scarves on every network, and then ninety min scarves dot com as well as on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All those things. And now, is it 90minutescarves.com or min? We say minute, but the the spelling online is actually M-I-N. Okay. So it's 90min scarves. Okay. Perfect. Right. Yeah. And we've, we're very excited to have been able to work with so many different organizations and companies, helping them do fundraisers. We've worked with Terminus Legion on some of their stuff. We, were, we did the Unleashed scarf. We've you know done a lot of things like that, and, and we're getting a lot of great inquiries. We're working right now. Uh, on a collaboration with Archie Eversole and getting uh, getting a scarf with him. I'll tell you, man, ready. I was so upset. Archie and I keep missing each other. We just cannot seem to run into each other. I finally ran into um, uh, Jay Lafleur, <laughs> right, of fame on Twitter. Uh, found him, but I, I could not find Eversole at the damn All Star Block Party. So one of these um, days, maybe I'll have to work through you guys. Maybe I'll yeah. have to like uh, find out where he's at and we'll. I thought all you, him. I thought all you Twitter famous people all hung out in the same place, and the same, like, shared all the secrets, twi- same and Twitter bars. Like. Right, exactly. <laughs> you don't hang out at the same Twitter bar. Yeah, I don't think it works that way. Oh, but. Man. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, with that, um, I want to thank you guys for coming on. Um, but I do have uh, a couple more things we do for each of our guests for the first time they come on the show, and that is talk about a. And I'll start with you, Jr. Uh, your favorite Atlanta United moment, whether it be on the field or at a match or at a tailgate, what is it? Um, I think my favorite moment was the very first moment uh, in Ventana's downtown for the team announcement. They had reached out to us and said, hey, we need you to be at Ventana's on this day. We said, okay, pretty sure we know what that means. And uh, we went... The, the group of us had kind of decided that because we knew Arthur was doing this professional and was going to be there in a suit and tie, we all wore suits and ties uh, to come to this thing. And to watch him and Don come in on the helicopter and then land on the roof and walk through and slap hands with the crowd and come up to the stage, and that just felt like the culmination of so much desire, so much work, so much of, you know, people don't get to see their dreams come true. And for the longest time, I thought MLS in Atlanta was kind of a pipe dream. It They didn't give us one of the first franchises, which was absurd. And then, I, and then it went year after year after year after, and we never got one. And I was like, I mean, I'm going to try. I'm going to start, I'm going to help with these uh, signatures and all of these sorts of things. But I mean, if it hasn't happened, is it ever gonna? And then to see that happen right in front of me, I mean, I got a tear in my eye. It was it was such an amazing moment. And I think second is watching the first first game, you know, seeing them kick the ball at Bobby Dodd. 
How about you, Tom? Well, unfortunately, I did not get to dress up and hang out in the same place as you did that day of that it's announcement. It's okay, Tom. I didn't either. My daughters and I were in the gravel lot across the street, but it was just as cool. Um, you know, I, I, was, uh, I lived in Rochester, New York for many years before I moved down here, and we were Rhinos, Rochester Raging Rhinos season ticket holders in the late 90s, and we thought for a period of time that we were going to get brought into MLS. And we waited and we waited and we waited. When I moved down here, it's all I wanted was for us to get a team. So That's a lot of garbage plates just waiting. That's a lot waiting. of garbage plates, man. <laughs> yeah, it took a long time to work that off. But, um, you know, for me, it would have to be the first game of Bobby Dodd once I finally got in there. Um, it was a little bit late to my seat. But, uh, you know, seeing Yamil Assad score that goal, I jumped up and down so hard that I literally nearly passed out. I had to catch myself. <laughs> I almost fell on the people in front of me. But it was just the most amazing just experience in my life because I had been waiting for so long to have a team that I could call my own instead of watching teams across the country play because I love their, you know, Seattle's and the Portland's because I love their energy. Now I have my own team. So super excited about that. And that's, you know, that was the moment that I think it all culminated for me and I almost ended up going to the hospital. <laughs> well, I'm glad, glad did, you didn't. Glad you didn't go to the hospital. <laughs> that would have, might have ended in it. Might not have been your favorite moment. No, it, it would not but, have. <laughs> so, uh, Tom, who's your favorite Lane United player and why? Uh, it's LGP. LGP for sure, and I wish I could get a jersey with his name on it. That'd be freaking great. Um, I love the way he plays. I mean, uh, you know, I love the way he plays. I think he just has a grit and determination. I mean, he lost the ball yesterday a couple times, and it was like the guy standing, you know, the guy, you know, the guy's defending standing still. He goes back, he runs around, and gets the ball back again. I just love that kind of player. He just does not give up, and even though he makes, you know, occasionally he makes a mistake here and there, but he always makes up for his mistakes, and I love that about him. And uh, you know, he's he's a He's just, he's just awesome to watch. He's just he was straight up just – I tweeted out last night. I said, LGP is able to body guys off the ball and get himself out of situations that other defenders would not. Like if, he, if there is a mistake or a situation that's happening like where you think the defender is going to get away from him, I mean, he just fi- he finds a way to get that ball, and uh, he will make some bizarre long balls sometimes. I mean, he's not always on point uh, with his delivery, but – that's what I love about him, too, is because he's just willing to take chances. He talks about that's his style. It's not going to change. And that uh, Tata embraces that style. So, you know, we need that type of player. As long as we have someone like a Parky to kind of be his yin to his yang, you know, that will be, be, be great. Yeah. He is as good as he is because he has Parky as yeah. his anchor. He needs an anchor, and that's fine. Yeah. I love him. Yep. How about you, JR? Well, and I... I it's tough for me because I got so many guys I love watching play, and and you know I I like to think of myself as as an Atlanta United fan first, and then individual players after that. So it's tough. I got a bunch of guys I like. I think I want to give give the love to Parky and Lorenowitz because I think that they just don't get enough of that, and it seems like I I never see anything about Jeff, and when I do see something about Parkhurst, it's people talking about him being old and when are we replacing him and. I think people are really missing the boat on watching some of the most brilliant positioning on a field anyone's capable of doing. Michael Parkhurst is, it's almost like he has a crystal ball and can see in the future and understands where the pass is going to go and where the players on the offense are going to move before they've done it. So many times, listen to a, a, a match sometime, don't even watch, just listen to the commentary and how many times the announcers say, and Parkhurst is there to cut that one out. They say it all the time. Every single solitary time we're on defense, Parkhurst ends up with the ball because he knew what the play was developing into and where it was going to go. And he makes up for the fact that he's not 23 like everybody else on the team by being so game smart, so situational smart, and so 
so aware of where he is and what he's capable of doing. He looks 23 out there because he's always in the right place. Yeah, he's rejuvenated, and uh, you know, if we had if we didn't have such an exciting offense, you know, people might pay a little more attention. But you know, that's a, that's a defender for you. You know, they get a little love uh, or or a central defensive midfielder. I put a challenge, you guys. Think about a Parker scarf because I don't know if you watched that pinpoint pass that he made. It didn't develop into anything, but he he basically crossed it all the way across the field and switched it to Miggy from across from the half. He does these on occasion where he completely just catches the entire opposing team on their heels by launching these balls that nobody else sees, you know, from a central defender, right. you know, so uh, center back. So um, I, I would love to see something for Parkhurst at some point in a scarf. I mean, of course, there's so many things you guys could do. That's probably the hardest part is just picking ideas, which ones to stick with. But I think that would be a really cool one. You're absolutely right. That is one of the toughest parts of this is we have so many ideas and so many things happening with this team and so much that's exciting that we want to do. I, I would love to have 35 scarves out right now. Right. The problem is, is Jay Riddle only has so much spare money, so I can only <laughs> sell him so many scarves. So just like we've I only got have so much sticker space on my laptop. It's just exactly. It's, exactly. it's a unfortunate reality. But, um, yeah, getting into, into player-specific stuff is something we definitely want to do. We've had some discussions with some players about that yeah. to, to get into that, and we think that that's a line that could really resonate with people. I know people have favorite players and, and players that mean a lot to them, so we definitely want to get – get into that and and my captain is uh is certainly high on that list i would love to to get something with him on it and be able to to wear that around my neck and see it around his well guys where can people find you uh on the twitters or the facebooks and all that stuff uh i am on twitter at pay no mind okay tom i'm on every social network as tom page 5640 if you want to email me just throw at yahoo at gmail at live at the end of that and you'll catch me as well so if anybody has any ideas parky if you want to do a scarf because <laughs> parky listens give me oh, a call yeah, lgp if you want to give me a jersey you know how to get a hold of me let's hook up let's all right guys i want to thank you so much for joining us and uh i'll let you get back to the uh, festivities here at the uh, scarful event thanks for having us jay all right thanks guys. thanks a lot man all right, guys, hang in there. We're going to go ahead and cut to a break, and then we'll be right back after that. Thanks so much. You guys. You guys. Do you like beer? Uh, yes. Well, I know Kelly likes beer. <laughs> Do you like breweries? Uh, yes. Well, I mean, duh, right? Right, if right. If you like beer, you have to like breweries. Yeah, I mean, it's, they, they go together. <laughs> well, they go to- we have an awesome, awesome promotion for you guys. The, the sickest promotion, we guys. Have part- the sickest. We have partnered with the Atlanta Beer Bus. Atlanta Beer Bus. Atlanta's only hop-on, hop-off brewery shuttle service. The only one. There is literally no other shuttle. I mean, there might be a, uh, a guy, like an Uber driver, that say he could drive you places. Yeah, but uh, I don't know you want to get in that car. <laughs> gets kind of expensive. It does. Could smell I mean, like cigarettes. You, you don't know. Yeah, I yeah, know. But when you when you really consider it, you're, you're, you're riding between seven breweries, one cidery, a distillery, and even a Marta station. 
for only $15. If you try to do that with an Uber or a Lyft, I mean, you're paying almost $100 yeah, for the Yeah, and day. it's not advisable to try and do it yourself because if you are by yourself, that means you're drinking. Yeah. You don't want to be drinking and driving. If you're no. with a friend, you don't want to put that friend in the spot. Yeah, don't draw, do that. You don't want to draw straws and figure out, okay, well, now who only gets to, to not drink at the rest of the breweries? Obviously, Doug. Right. Doug has Doug, to. J- Doug's always yeah. a DD. Yeah, Doug and, and Ben. Screw that Ben, ben guy. God, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, come on, guys. Avoid the expensive uh, uh, Uber and Lyft rides. Avoid, yeah. you know, driving... Or and having to find the places on a map or like ways. Yeah. And you know, take all the work out of it. Nobody wants to do any of that. Take all the work out of it. You could basically sit in the bus and just tweet the entire time. Yeah. Get on the bus. Or post selfies. Like Kelly said. Yeah. They go to seven breweries. Seven one cidery breweries. and a distillery and even a Marta station for only $15 a day, guys. Not only that, but you also get to hang out on the bus with the beer nerds. Like, they have guys on the bus telling you... All you want to know about every brewery you're about to go to, the beers that they're serving, and even new things that got coming out. I mean, who doesn't want to know that? Sit back, relax, enjoy whatever music the driver puts on. Maybe you'll learn some new songs. Yeah. Okay? Get to know a beer nerd. Despacito. Get all the knowledge ahead of time before you get to the brewery so you don't have to worry about it. You can just, just get off the drinking. bus. Start drinking. That's what this whole thing. You don't have for. to get off the bus like some of these other tours and have to deal with some guy giving you the tour and the rundown. You already know. You just get the highlights. You get to know what's new. Maybe you've been to some of these breweries before. Yeah. You could just it's don't like worry a, about it's it. It's like a fast pass. Absolutely. For like, for like all those amusement parks. So why is this a big deal? Why is this a big deal, guys? Because unrelegated listeners like you yeah. get five dollars off daily $5 passes. Dollars off, dude. With, that's yeah. That's one third the price. That's a third of the price. And all you have to do is use our promo code UNREL. U N R E L. UNREL. You got it. UNREL. I mean, yes. it's easy to spell and yeah. it rhymes. Yeah, and it rhymes. <laughs> and the offer is good for Fridays or Sundays only. And there's, you know, a limit one per person. That's, I mean, that's standard. I mean, guys, it's only weekend. $15 a piece. Yeah. So you're taking $5 off of that. You yeah. know, sure, you can't you, you can't go on a on a Friday and then use it on that same Sunday. Yeah. But and that's you can't cool. combine it with other offers, but that's typical. You should be getting all the breweries yeah. in on that one day, anyways. Yeah. So it shouldn't matter. So You're gonna pound it for one day. <laughs> Straight pounding. So let's recap it. No Uber, no Lyft rides. It's only $15 per day. Beer but, nerds. But if you use the code UNREL, yeah. it's only 10 bucks. Only $10, guys. That's insane. So that is insane. Go to the website, pick a Friday or a Sunday, use the code, get your discount. Yeah. It's Atlanta Beer Bus, guys. ATL Beer Bus. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at, at ATL Beer Bus. And you can find it at AtlantaBeerBus.com for more information, guys. Atlanta Beer Bus. Create your own beer adventure. What are you waiting for? Go do it. And we're back. Man. Woo. Love ATL Beer Bus. All right. Uh, we got a couple more guests with us. Uh, you may recognize, if you've been a listener of Unrelegated before, uh, one of the Thorntons, Tom. Good evening. Welcome. And now all of a sudden you're talking soft, right? I, I was told and to turn myself check. down. I love how the mic check, you're just like, here's my voice. And I'm like, okay, I'll regulate the mixer for that. And now you're like, okay. I'm so loud. <laughs> and Austin Long, El Presidente, Tremors Legion. Hello. 
Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining me for this last uh, part of the segment or last segment of uh, the episode or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Uh, if I was, I'd probably do something professional like this, but that's why I don't. Um, so one of the things I want to talk to you guys about, um, Escobar is suspended for Boo. the next match on yellow card accumulation. He's been an important part of our offense, really, um, and as much as he can, or is more prone, I think, than some of our defenders to some mistakes that have cost us, um, thankfully not whole games or anything like that. He is uh, an important aspect to, to creating things, and we saw that uh, even more so with the second goal, Joseph goal, um, how he can just run into the 18-yard box, cause havoc uh, <laughs> out of nowhere, and that will be missing uh, from the Toronto match on Saturday. And I just want to get your guys' opinion on, you know, now that we have uh, Remedy in play, uh, we've seen Carlton play as well start, you know, they're not uh, right backs. So <laughs> what do we do? Agreed. What, 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 what's some of the ideas? I think uh, Tom and JR said, uh, well, just throw Ambrose over on the right-hand side. And that's, I guess that's one idea. Do you have any, any other ideas? Well, um, as far as Mikey goes, I, I think that – could have been an option, but uh, I was at his signing on Thursday out in Gwinnett County, to which he did show up on crutches, too. Yep. Um, following his uh, a- a- ATL UTD <laughs> 2 injury. Mikey Ambrose on crutches, as seen in public. Uh, so I'm not sure where that's at. Um, I actually went back after the signing and looked at both Atlanta United 2's page and Atlanta United's page, and really couldn't find any information from the team explaining what, A, the injury was, the extent of it, and if we're not, he's out yeah. or what. So I don't think he's necessarily an option at the moment um, unless he just happened to be on crutches for, I don't know, sympathy, which I don't think that's the case. Um, Sorry, Jared, Tom. I'll delete those 15 minutes from this episode. Yeah. Huh? So uh, our listeners will not hear that. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's kidding. okay. Um, <laughs> so I, I know you and I kind of back and forth on Twitter a little bit in response to that question. Um, obviously, we've got Robinson. Um, who's been on the bench for us several games and has come in and, and had some play. Um, I, I'm not sold on him yet. Like, he's not my favorite player. Um, I think I mouthed off about him a couple games ago when I wasn't thrilled with his performance. You shut your dirty mouth. Yeah, I know. I know you love the man. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm going to love him. I just think he's, uh, he's been fine. He's been it, it, fine he's, is he's okay. A, he's he's a, been fine. Yeah, he's been a but, piece, but and just uh, fine. he had a couple good performances. I mean... Um, so I, I, but he's sort of more of that center back, you know, yeah. and he plays in that back three and he does that for Atlanta United too as well. Yeah. So I just don't know how you put him into that one for one. And we're presuming that Tata says, I'm going to try to force it and play the four, three, two, one, and then, you know, put somebody in his spot versus play a three, five, two. And maybe yeah. he just plays Gressel right back. Done. Yeah. That's and what some people are saying. And, and maybe that's the case because if you think about it, we now have Rometty, yes. right, playing in that number eight role that Gressel had taken over. So Gressel's now – now this time we saw Tito inverted, which was pretty cool. But I, uh, I love that performance. But, but we could put Tito back on the right. We could put Andrew on the left or Barco if Barco's coming back. And then Gressel is right back. He is still struggling so, with making pancakes, so I'm not sure yeah. if he's coming back yet. And we didn't even talk about Barco, to be honest. Uh, I mean, if people follow me on, on Twitter, they know how, how I feel about it, which is, like, I think it's big. this was big news, sports news. I think that if Julio Jones, if this had come up with Julio Jones, it'd be on SportsCenter, and I find it hilarious that people want to stick their head in the sand and not talk about it, as though, like, we're protecting the team by not talking about 
Barco's romantic overtures to another player's girlfriend. And how are you going to come out and say romantic overtures and not have any explanation? Don't let us run wild with this. You've got to if, give if us I, an If explanation. I can play producer for a second sure. and get yeah. back to the actual question. <laughs> um, yes, sir. I would say three at the back. I say we bring in Miles Robinson. We go Gressel right wing back. We bring Kratz in, start Kratz, Miggy, and Joseph up top. Why would we Kratz if we have... Uh, well, remedy? you have Remedy, Lorenowitz, and Kratz in the middle. Push oh, Kressel I, outside. I see what Bijab you're saying. on the other side. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to see Andrew and Barco on the pitch at the same time. <laughs> I think there's more of a chance of Andrew stepping on the pitch on Saturday than Barco. I don't know. It depends. And that's one of the things, and that's what we're talking about Barco, Austin, is because... One of the important things is, it, will he play? Because his two-week uh, team suspension, and it is a fucking suspension. I don't give a shit about language. I know it's not a league suspension, but either way, he was suspended for two weeks. That's over with. But Tata was clear. He's got to play his way back onto the squad. He's got to you know, show that his mind is right. Because if he's sleeping on the couch at home, right? Wifey's got him sleeping on the couch at home. He's distracted. He doesn't have much of a support system now. He's blown. Maybe he's blown that with Miggy and his support system there in the team. I mean, this could cause problems, and people don't want to talk about it. They want to go, it'll be fine. Tata's superhuman and controlling of all humans' minds and emotions, and it will make this okay. And it's like, that's not how the world works. you got a bunch of 20-year-olds in a locker yeah, room that have issues. We've seen, we've seen championship teams fall apart in situations like this in different sports, or, I mean, even in soccer. So, so it's one of those things where... Do I think like it'll get to the point where you know one of the players will have to take a transfer or something? I don't know. I mean, shit happens. I, I hopefully it's it's minor. It's not something huge. But at the same time, like you said, these are these are teenagers or young guys in their twenties. And uh, if there's hot heads, other things going on, you know, egos at play, um, it could be distracting, especially for a young nineteen-year-old who doesn't have his family here. And if the only family he does have is now pissed off at him. <laughs> That's a problem. So I don't know what's going to happen. We might see Andrew play on Saturday. We might not. Um, we saw him travel with the team up uh, to Montreal. Didn't see him play. Um, but, yeah, anyways, uh, that was my I'd, Barco rant. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see Gressel come back. and I'd love to see Gressel come back and Carlton on the field Yeah, in, in any way we can make that happen. Carlton and Romani, I think, would be beautiful to watch. How would you guys feel about uh, Romani's performance uh, against Montreal? I thought it was good. Um it was a, it was a really for me it was a weird game in a lot of ways and I like they definitely like with Piatti out there he was kept busy I mean it he was, was kept busy it was it was one of those games but, where the second half especially was very chaotic and so it created stats such as uh, Larry and Rometty tying the team record for seven tackles for example stats we don't typically see quite often um, and uh, it was just one of those games where uh, it's hard to get a read on on maybe. Whether you know, I think whether he's going to be this amazing player, but to me, he's quicker and faster than a Carmona. He's just as aggressive. He was able to make like something like five, uh, uh, so the seven successful tackles without one foul, and he was fouled three times. So he reminds me of a mix between a Nagby and a Carmona because he's able to hold the ball and frustrate players, and he's either going to pass it cleanly to another player or he's going to get taken down and fouled in the process. So I, just, I mean, I thought he, he he did pretty pretty. Was that uh, was that phrase pretty? It was pretty 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 good. Yeah. <laughs> I like to see that. After watching that game, I think it's going to be a lot more difficult for other teams to run straight down the middle of Atlanta United like they used to. Like we've had issues in the past where it's like, oh well, 
they, we'll get the ball back, and then we'll we'll press really hard. We'll turn it around. Over, we'll turn it over really quickly and turn our offense back on and attack right away from stealing a ball back in our our deep defensive third. But I think he did a great job of shutting the middle down and like forcing something new. I felt like we had less turnovers in our own half than the last game. I don't know if that's true statistically. It felt that way. Um, but against D.C., it felt like before Rometty was put in the field, there was a lot of uh, – D.C. was was regaining possession in our half. Playing with fire. Yeah, a lot. There was a lot of that going on. Yeah. But uh, I thought uh, the other thing I, I, I really loved is just Parkey had another one of those long pinpoint passes that he just swished across the field, and he's just such an incredible player. Um, looking forward to the next game. We figured it out. Austin has figured out the formation now for us, uh, so I appreciate that. Um, because we were struggling before. We now know because Tom told us that Ambrose is probably not going to be playing. That has helped fix this situation. We've uh, just, I mean, listeners, we've, we've done it. So case closed. Thank know, God Darren and Tata listen to us. Yes, we know the lineup. But I do have some concerns. Parkey was stepped on as Achilles. He was stepped on. He's now also potentially going to get minutes uh, at the All-Star game on Wednesday, as yes. well as four additional players in addition to Parkhurst. And... That's a little worrisome. We have Toronto coming off two games where they beat Chicago back to back, both in Chicago. I mean, just a that was just an odd lineup. <laughs> just embarrass Chicago. Probably just completely ruin their playoff hopes uh, in the process. So Toronto playing spoiler, you know, in tenth place right now. Uh, they don't give a fuck, and Josie Outdoor is back. Yeah, and he's back with a vengeance. Uh, this this could be yeah, quite sorry. a game. Uh, jump in real quick, like the Toronto Chicago highlights. If you've watched the last two Toronto highlights, yeah. Javinko's back. Yeah, yeah. The one, the touch he, he did kind of. He, he the got touch, quiet. The touch he had two games ago, where he caught it out of the middle of the air and caught in stride. That's we don't want any of that. Yeah, none of Just that. Get that shit out of here. And you know he's getting his free kick mojo back. He didn't yeah. score, but he's getting it back. I'm more worried about Javinko. I think we can handle Josie personally. Yeah. I'm a little more worried about Javinko. Yeah. Is he playing on that side that is formerly held by Escobar? He'll go everywhere. He roams. That's the problem. He does like to go but left to right. But he does come down. Yeah. 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 We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, he played spoiler uh, to us before. Um, uh, all I remember is that damn free kick. <laughs> Fucking free kick. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. And I knew it was going to go in. As soon as it happened, I was like, that's it. It's going to go in. And my wife was like, you're already taking pessimist. And I was like, you don't understand. It's Giovico. <laughs> it's like when Kratz steps up. You don't understand. You know, although Kratz hit the wall in the Nashville game against uh, when he was playing for Atlanta United too, by the way. Did you see that? He hit the wall. I, I think Jason Longstrom made a tweet about it, uh, just saying that he hit the wall on a free kick. And, um, and I said, uh, Kratz hit the wall? No comprende. And then he responded to my tweet later with a facepalm and said, I need to do better. <laughs> I was like, oh, Kratz. <laughs> Poor Kevin. <laughs> so maybe if we do play Kevin, we can get it for our own free kicks. You know, you we'll out free kick. Toronto. I'm a, you know, I'm a little uh, this game has me a little nervous. Um, be, not just because we're playing a Toronto that is starting to find their feet again. That's one thing. I think we can hold our own at home against a Toronto, but I do have concern about the number of minutes that players get at midweek yes. coming off of an away game and then playing an MLS All-Star week. That on the top of everything is just ugh. You have, gross. Do you think at all if Barco has a phenomenal all-star game that that will affect uh, his options on Saturday? Very possible because he's playing right, He's playing for Coach Tata yeah. <laughs> on that most all-star. It's a very unique situation. Yeah, yeah. So our he, team, our coach, our home, yeah. and not our game. He's literally playing uh, for Tata uh, on Wednesday. So, yeah, I mean, I think that 
I think if he shows, he's been training with everybody normally, so I mean, it can't be that bad uh, of a situation. Hopefully, so um, I, I hope he can get past whatever this is, this bullshit is, and and uh, focus on his game. And maybe, like some people say, they're hopeful it'll just kick his ass a little more, and he'll actually kick it up a notch. You know, he'll get refocused and start doing what he's got to do. You know, be the professional he's paid to be. Yeah, be the be a pro, bro. Yeah. Hey guys, we're at a giant scarful event. A what? Giant uh, alleged scarful event at a uh, at a bunker. We already we already ruined it. We said where it's at. <laughs> oh, I was like, it's in the mountains of Georgia in a compound. Meanwhile, at Mount Weather, <laughs> where uh, our satellite signal is sketchy at best, as we give you this broadcast. <laughs> no, we're at uh, we're at uh, Hudson FC uh, because Fran, uh, the head chef and and uh, uh, sort of uh, overseer of this location, is a big uh, soccer fan, big scarf fan. Yeah. And he's got scarves. He's putting up more. Uh, said putting more scarves up on yep. on the ceiling here soon. And he's, yeah, yeah. Did you guys talk about that? Yeah, like, the bar. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's gonna be. If you've seen photos I put out of the scarves hanging over the bar, there's gonna be even more of them in here, which is just crazy to think about. Yeah, Fran's super excited to have us, and uh, you know, uh, we walked in. And he's like, "What can I do?" And I was just like, "I don't know," because I. We never know. We never know how many people are going to show up to these things. It could be like me and Jay. It's tricky. Or, yeah. <laughs> or it could be like the uh, Morgans, where we literally crammed everyone into their house and it was a little it was a little chaotic and i think the uh, other issue is you never know how many bags of stuff well, everyone's right bringing. how many tables so, so we know we know how many jonathan's gonna bring right that's two, right. two and, duffel and, bags and, that's, and bradley so then bradley shows up with two totes and i was like um and these are like 50 gallon rubbermaid totes yeah so uh no but fran's been awesome and uh we've had a great turnout and a lot yeah. of trades and uh, there's we got we got some pins and jerseys. Tom, I'm I, a little I'm a little upset that I didn't get the Ghana jersey, but we'll talk about that on a different show. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, I'm sure it's available. Um, she is wearing it, but I'm sure for the right price, she'll take it off, yeah. and you don't have to edit that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's just been uh, it's been awesome. There's lots of uh, all star gear floating around, uh, which is interesting. So I was talking to uh, to Dina. So MLS creates three all star scars. All winter weight, which, which seems like a misfire in Atlanta on August fourth or first. First, first. Yeah. what is Sorry. this amateur hour? <laughs> Jesus! You know what? I forgot what time zone I was in. <laughs> winter scarves, and but yeah, I mean, just uh, like the July Fourth scarf. Did, like, JR, what are you doing? did Jr. rant about the uh, All Star jersey? No, I kept Jr. pretty pretty low okay. key. We kept you the mean topics the, the Minnesota third kit. <laughs> we kept the topics that didn't ruffle Jr.'s feathers. No grenades. Yeah. No, didn't unpin any grenades. No, no. Anyway, so the, the the all-star jersey is what it is, and you know, one of the scarves is based on that. But I, if it, it seems strange that they would not create at least one summer scarf weight. I'm, scarf. I'm curious at the fan village that's going to be on Wednesday with all of the uh, sponsor tents and all the giveaways. If, if, for instance, we're all very familiar with the Continental scarves um, from right. Across the league, uh, as well as from the the MLS, uh, the All or the uh, playoff game we were in last year yeah. against Columbus, I would be, I would not be surprised if one of the sponsors does have some sort of summer weight scarf in Fan Village, um, just because they're. They're not linked in with MLS as far as what MLS puts out. They kind of do their own thing. Because they're not a bunch of fucking amateurs. Thank you. <laughs> and they have money to burn. Yeah, uh, it would be interesting because when I was at the um, the block party thing, there were no really third-party vendors that had scarves. It was just the official trailer, um, and there was just nothing of interest uh, of me there. Although 
um, Payson Wynn, uh, who, who does uh, some writing for MLS.com at times and faction member, he uh, sent me a picture of a tank top. Apparently, they've sort of made the Hyatt is sort of where the MLS All-Star people are all staying, and that's their headquarters. You heard it here first. Like their HQ. Well, they set up a pop-up store in the hotel downtown, and there are some things that I did not see at the block party that were there. Interesting. And the tank tops were one of those things, and uh, they actually look dope. They look good. So they're probably $60 or something, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm but sure. The- <laughs> well, because like, I know a lot of the sponsorship scarves, um, if you see some of the collections that are here as well as the, that some of us have, it seems like almost all the sponsorship scarves from this year have been summer weight. If you look at the, the Deep Eddy, the SunTrust, the Lottery, the Home Depot, all of those have been coming out in summer weight. Um, I think for every sponsorship scarf I've found in 18, uh, they've all been summer weight. So I'm hoping that that trend might follow to the All-Star game with the Fan Village because, like you said, it's a little hot outside for the winter weight scarves in, yeah. Jul- in, in August in Atlanta. I don't care how good the AC works at Mercedes-Benz. And there's baseball happening. That's good. Yeah, I think the Braves, are they still They're in doing a thing. Is that a thing? I don't know. They're winning right now. So, um, Which are, are it may not be the case by the time people listen to this. So <laughs> maybe it's completely irrelevant. Uh, did any of you guys go to the uh, block party yesterday, the MLS All-Star thing? I, I didn't. At, I, at had, escape I had some other things. But, uh, it lo- I mean, it looked interesting, but for me... It started at twelve. And for the you, ga- it's a trip. It would be a, it'd be a trip down there. Uh, yeah, but I mean, and it's hot. It was all hot. Well, for me, it's like the heat. It started at noon. Yeah, the game didn't start till seven. Mo- and that's a long time. Yeah. Like mo- I think most people like me, they went there for like an hour and a half or so, checked it out, and then they left, or they were part of the contingent that were either actually playing soccer. Uh, like some of the, they had the media teams and some of the Dirty South Soccer guys and other things were going on. Um, or there were people that just came at six six thirty and came strictly for the watch party. I, I Either always, way, they had a, yeah. they because of that rotation, they constantly had people there. And to be honest, because of location, if everybody had come all at once, it would have been a nightmare anyway. It's been too many people. I thought about going for the game. Looking back now at the fact that it ended at eleven p.m., I'm glad I didn't. Uh, with the hour-long tearjerker on Fox Sports South. Can, can, we, can we talk about that for a yeah, second? Has anyone talked about that? Like, no, we have not done the weather wait, delay like, conversation. So, no, no, so, not just about the delay, but No, Fox the keeping. choice of programming. Like, if there's a Fox producer within the sound of my voice, <laughs> I do not go. need to be depressed during halftime. Like, I've got a beer, and yes, I can cry into it, but that's so not what, what I'm here to do. What was that documentary exactly? It was, it was the Chapoense, uh, the guys who died in the plane crash. Oh, my and, God. And, 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 and they, it's not like it's the... It's, Go ahead. No. It's, it's not like it's the 1980s alive rugby team. I mean, this is relevant still. This yeah. is two, a year and a, two years old now, and we've got a rain delay, so let's find some filler. You, How about killing an entire soccer team in their prime? You couldn't show all Joseph's goals or Elaine Ide's inaugural season hype reel or something where, Anything. like, I can get excited. It's two minutes. You go in, you go out, you know, uh, Dan, we come back. And we'll Dan come and back Ke- to Kevin and Dan after yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And all of my family died. I mean, yeah, you're literally showing what might be one of the most depressing, and not in a bad way. Like it was, it was. It's a beautifully done documentary if you've never seen it. But like, it actually it seemed is, like a very French. It thing is too. not. <laughs> it is not a positive <laughs> thing in the no, in any way, shape, or form. Um, yeah. And it actually, I, I did some emotional shopping during that. Like, uh, I, I, in the middle of crying, I, I got online and bought some of their in-memory scarves because it's how I deal with my emotions. Yeah. And then I cried more, and then I watched us win a soccer match. But, like, 
It was insanely depressing. Well, I mean, we, yet again, we still seem to do well with weather delays, though. Um, if it rains, we win. <laughs> yeah, and uh, lightning delay, no problem. Got this. Uh, I, was ha I was happy to also see when they, they tried to come back the first time that some of the Atlanta United away fans had taken over the capo stands of the Montreal fans and were leading our chance. And then they cut away to commercial again before <laughs> I, I could felt, get that. I didn't know how drunk I was. I felt I was imagining that actually happened. That actually happened. So is that an actual Lane Night fan? It on is. So uh, the story on that is it's a... Uh, so they cleared the stadium out, right? No. no. So no. they didn't, and they don't have to. Apparently, I was tweeting with some of the away fans. Canada, they're like, no, the fans they, can get struck by lightning, so just you, not the players. If you remember the uh, Kennesaw Open Cup game yes. last year, yes. where they, they told us all to take shelter, and then they and then, cleared the stadium. Yeah, but then, those of yeah. us, like you and I, they just got caught around. inside. Yeah. So they did the same thing in Canada. They say go into the interior portions of the stadium, which are next to none in that stadium. And... Then they say, at your own risk, you can stay in the stands, which is a nightmarish thing to do from a security standpoint because everyone just went to the front. And uh, some Atlanta United away fans, and the, the gentleman in particular is a, uh, a resurgence uh, supporters club member, actually got up onto the capo stand for the Montreal Impact supporters section and uh, started leading chants. And not the Montreal chants in French that they were leading. He just started leading Atlanta United chants. Um, and they did not seem to have a problem with that, which I thought was hilarious. Well, it's during the rain delay, right? I mean, he's not yeah. like he's leading chants during a game. Yeah, there was some, uh, uh, there's some amazing would, I don't, footage I of it. I can't imagine that happening anywhere else in MLS. Yeah. Like at any other stadium. Just goes to show how nice those Canadians are. Which, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, got away with that one. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Anyways, uh, do you guys have any plans to go to any other events or anything else this week? Um... Are you going, anybody going to the homegrown game? I will be at the, uh, tomorrow I'm going to go to the World Cup comedy tour Very event cool. at I'll the Punchline. Um, regardless of how people feel like, one of my favorite players of all time, Alexi Lawless. Um, if, if he was at anything, I'd be there. Listen, I I have such a weird relationship in my head with Alexi Lawless. <laughs> I like, was there, about to say, wait There a minute, are what? times where I'll tweet out when he says stuff like uh, during the World Cup and he's like commentating and I'll tweet out and be like, God damn it, eat a plate of dicks. And then the next day I'll be like, oh, I love Alexi Lawless. He's so funny. So I, I just have a complicated relationship with him. I, I love I the emotion he brings, oh, whether yeah. you're for him, against his but opinion. As a, as a player, I, I, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. He, he was a great. I, I just uh, I loved him as a player. So yeah, I'm going to uh, station soccer pickup tomorrow. Yeah, at, uh, nice. extra 30, time radio. So, uh, yeah, so extra time radio reached out to us and uh, you know a couple of us in the uh, support group uh, media world uh, put that to you know help them put that together and uh, starts at eight thirty. There's a meetup. Uh, link you need to register. That's important. You have to register. Yeah, to play. and Andrew Weeby has tweeted out links. And, yep. uh, uh, if you go to stationsoccer.org, I think is the site. Yeah. But anyway, if you go to Soccer in the Street, search Station Soccer, uh, you can get their, uh, to the meetup link. Yeah, and it's free. It's gonna, yeah, it's free. Um, you know, depending on who shows up, uh, it's going to yeah. be a lot of fun. You can come hang out with uh, Miles of the South podcast and, uh, and uh, uh, Siempre United. And, you can uh, look at those crazy mini blazers. Uh, you got uh, uh, Lane United Fan TV will be there. Um, anybody, I've met pretty much every Atlanta United content creator yeah. is going to be there, except Kelly and I, who will be there very, very late uh, because we'll be at the World Cup Comedy Show. But either way, it's going to be a lot of fun, and it sounds like it's a unique event and a unique opportunity to do something that I don't think uh, typically you would see uh, at another All Star event or something right. like that. So, very cool. That was 
pretty much put together by Andrew Weeby <laughs> and, and you guys at, at short notice. So credit to you. Um, are you guys going to the All-Star uh, game or the homegrown? Any, any of those? I'll be at the All-Star game on Wednesday. Okay. Yes. I'm a questionable for the uh, All-Star game itself. The homegrown game is in my backyard, but I don't know. I don't know. If it's yeah. in your backyard, it's six hours from me. So, Yeah, I'll be at uh, the homegrown game, and then um, uh, I'm just excited to see some uh, Liga Mackey kids play and um, uh, just kind of learn more about some of their youth talent and stuff like that. I've been trying to learn more about Liga Mackey this year. And then also uh, the All-Star Game. Yeah, I'll be there. And for people that are interested, the World Cup Comedy Tour um, will have Alexi Lawless, Mitch Hildebrandt, Max Bratos, uh, George Koreshi, and Brooks Peck of The Athletic. Uh, and some other probably mystery ge- uh, guests coming. If you have a Men and Blazers ticket and you now decide you want to come to World Cup Comedy Tour, you can just show it at the door to get in for free. And that's at the Punchline Comedy Club. You can go to punchline.com. It benefits Georgia Soccer and AOImpact.org. Very cool, guys. Well, uh, one last thing. Uh, we've had you on before, so you've sort of answered uh, our sort of you know, favorite moments and all that sort of stuff. But I want to ask you guys, uh, Tom, starting with you, who's our most or who's your, you feel is our most underrated player? Wow. Underrated because I've... Uh, in all honesty, I'm a, I'm a big Mikey Ambrose fan. Yeah. Um, he's... Not just for the the off the field, I, I truly believe he's one of the most genuine guys I've met in all the player signings, all the player meetings, running into him in Charleston off the pitch. And all those goals he scored with crutches, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've run into him like away from actual events, and he's like, hey, you're one of our fans, and like... Seeing him at the signing last week when I walked up, he's like, hey, we had coffee in Charleston. I'm like, oh, God, you remember me? Yeah. Like, I'm just that fan. Like, you're a freaking player. Um, and he's done – I feel like when he plays, he's – you know, he, he he's one of the hardest working guys out there because you're not – you know, when you're not a starter, any minute you get on the field is is you've got to play like it's it's got to be the best minute of your life because obviously everyone wants to be a starter. Everyone wants to be a 90-minute guy every game of the year. And when you're a bench player, you're not that until you you, you basically force yourself into it. Um, and you know, up until probably this season, uh, like maybe even a, within the last month and a half, you know, going all the way back to the beginning of this year a little bit, he didn't get a lot of time. He didn't get a lot of minutes, and I think he's earned every minute he's been out there. And I've really liked. I mean, he's a play, I think, kind of builder. He may not be the finisher that. Some of the other guys are. He may not have the most assists, but like, I don't think you're going to find a guy that's working harder to really make his name on this team and really truly wants to be a part of of making this this team a winning team. Very cool, man. How about you, Austin? I, I'm going to say Big Red. Yeah, I would. I, I've made. I've had a couple conversations. I would argue he's maybe one of our most important signings, uh, especially in terms of value. Now, you, we paid X for Joseph Martinez. We paid X for Almiron. All that. You look at you look at Jeff Lerunowitz and you look at where his career was tracking when we picked him up. He was just a guy that we were hoping we would never have to play. Is my I think it's how we went into it. But you look at what he's done for us over the last eighteen months. He's played almost every minute, right? We've been looking for his replacement and he just keeps running out there doing the business. I've really been impressed with him. I you know, because he was going kinda of, uh, last couple of years he was going for team to team and you know, he's sort of playing out his career. He's been he's been for me invaluable. Like when we lost Carmona, I was a little bit ups- like I was a little worried. I was like, well, at least we have Jeff. If we can find a second 
a, sort of a double pivot or whatever uh, will be all right, and that seems to be Remedy, where Remedy's going to fit in. But uh, he, for me, he's. I, I think people don't realize. Uh, Tom talked earlier about going through the middle of people, and when Jeff is on form, it, when we when we lose or make mistakes, it's not because of Jeff. And I, just, his passing's been unbelievable. His energy. I mean, he's, you know, he's up there in terms of age and what he's brought uh, to the team. I, I, for me, he's underrated, not talked about enough. And if he ever leaves, I want to sign him as a coach. Yeah, I think we've had those discussions on the podcast before where it would be, uh, and Jason Longshore has talked about it on his show, so uh, it would be great to keep him within the family. Um, I hope he stays healthy, um, and uh, I don't know what we'll do when he goes away. Because <laughs> even Re- even if you have Nagby and Rometty paired, it's still not going to be the same. They're different types of players. So, yeah, it's one of those things, man. Well, hey, guys, we're, uh, first of all, thanks for joining me. Uh, always appreciate always. it. And uh, let you get back to the festivities. Where can people find you? On the social medias? Uh, you can't find me. I find you. Oh. No, uh, I'm, jeez. Uh, uh, Twitter at, uh, at Tom Thornton. Uh, Instagram at Pike Parrot. Facebook, uh, one of the 746 Tom Thorntons in the Tom Thornton group. Okay. Uh, and then at random events such as this. Anywhere Austin Long goes, I follow as a faithful follower. Yeah, and then wherever Ambrose is, you'll find Tom as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Always, at, always, on, <laughs> always at Mikey's left side, hoping to carry the crutches. And also, where can people find you on the, on the interwebs? Yeah, I'm uh, Austin Long, 1974 on Facebook and Twitter, so that's where I am all the time. Alright, well thanks guys. We'll take a break here. We'll come right back. I appreciate you coming on. Thanks. There's the singer's Well, I'm back. Uh, I want to thank all of our guests that came on today um, and uh, hope that Kelly is uh, not stressed out too much because uh, at the time of this recording, it's about the concert is about to begin about an hour. Also happening uh, within an hour of this uh, podcast and will have been over by the time you listen to it is NYCFC is going to play Seattle. That's a big deal, guys, because although we are number one in the table and Columbus beat New York Red Bulls, uh, at New York Red Bulls, it's, uh, we still have NYCFC right behind us. So now New York Red Bulls was the biggest threat that we were worried about. They've now dropped about six points behind us with two games in hand. But NYCFC is about to get back one of those games in hand and uh, playing Seattle. And depending on that game, they could come within striking distance because currently they are just four points behind Atlanta United uh, with two games in hand. So if they were to get a win and a draw... Uh, technically that would tie them up with us so that'll be the game to watch and by the time you listen to this you'll know the results and you'll know where that stands Um, but great great news Uh, great win great uh, loss (laughs) thank you New York Red Bulls appreciate that and then uh, yeah we've got some some good iTunes reviews coming up you guys gave us iTunes reviews thank you so much guys we love you man we, we called upon you, and you have, you have shown out. You have turned out. You've delivered. What, I mean, what, can we, what more can we ask for? You guys are amazing. So I'll get to it. 
We've got the first review titled The Kelly and Regis of Atlanta Soccer by Citadel Dell on July 25th. Jay is a Twitter king and Kelly is a Twitter queen. They know their stuff and have great chemistry. Worth a listen. Subscribe, rate, and review. I want to learn from them. Their podcast is dope. Great for Atlanta United fans or anyone that loves soccer. Hey, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Kelly appreciates that, I'm sure. She's not here right now, but I'm sure she appreciates it. The next review, a bunch of emojis, and that is five pizzas, five wine glasses, five-star review as well by Haddon L. This A is short on July 28th. My absolute favorite ATL UTD podcast and my favorite podcast in general. This podcast ascends the boundaries of a normal sports podcast being informative, but also very entertaining. Jay and Kelly both have such a great sense of humor, and they are a podcast match made in heaven. Thanks for everything you do, guys. Keep up the good work from your biggest fan in Bama. Alabama. Well, we love our fans in Alabama. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You guys are great. Thank you so much. This makes us feel awesome. If you haven't left an iTunes review, go leave one. Check it out. Go to your iTunes. Open it up. Leave a review. If you don't have an iTunes account, use your friends. Use your family members. I know not everybody has iTunes, but if you do, if you're willing to make the download, we would greatly appreciate a review. It helps make us more visible in the iTunes standings. It helps people find us because not everybody is on Twitter. Not everybody is, you know, knows where to go and look on Facebook and that sort of stuff. And, and so we, uh, we're always getting new listeners. So we want to get new listeners. We are a show that's not just about Atlanta United. We talk about things all across soccer culture in Atlanta and outside of Atlanta as well. Uh, as you saw with some of our Away Days uh, episodes and talking about UPSL and MPSL and all that stuff. So, also, if you've listened to this, the Atlanta United 2 would, will have had finished their game uh, against Bethlehem Steel, and uh, hopefully that was a good result as well on the road. Um, although they have, I think they have a couple more on the road when they get back, but then they have a long stretch of, of home games, so that's a good thing. want to thank our sponsors, DW Photography. Dave Williamson, by the way, who I saw at the block party playing uh, on the soccer pitch, uh, thankfully uh, he did not injure himself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he looked healthy afterwards. He had a camera in hand immediately uh, back to work. We want to plug him because he gives us such great fo- uh, photographs that we post and pictures for our uh, various different things online. And you can find him at DaveWilliamsonPhotography.com and Mock the Agency, Don Mock. If you need help with creative advertising, graphic design, they have a digital studio on 14th Street. If anyone needs branding, packaging, or graphic design or website work, they're the shop for you. Creativity is their specialty at mocktheagency.com. So, again, guys, find us on iTunes. Give us a review. Throw us a review. Uh, if you are into scarves, go check out 90 Men Scarves. Um, they do some great stuff. Find them online, uh, 90minscarves.com. Uh, reach out to some of these folks if you're interested in some of these types of meetups and events uh, that go on throughout the year, uh, trading scarves and uh, trading Atlanta United gear and all of that stuff. They're just a great bunch of people, and uh, they hang out at cool spots here like Hudson FC. Uh, great food, great atmosphere, a lot of scarves hanging from the ceiling. Uh, Fran, the head chef here, fantastic guy. If you ever need to come to a watch party, if you ever want to come and watch a game or just have a great meal, this is a great spot, and we really appreciate them helping us host events. I know the All Stripes did as well when they hosted a watch party here uh, a while back when we were with them. So you can find us, guys, at Unreal ATL. That's U-N-R-E-L-A-T-L on social media everywhere. You can find me at J-A-Y underscore Riddle, and you can find Kelly at the Kelly Francis on the Twitters and the Instagrams. 
So we appreciate you guys tuning in to yet another episode. Man, what a week, MLS All-Star Week. Go check out some of these events, guys. There's so many good things happening here. This is a once-in-a-lifetime. I don't know when the next time they'll have an All-Star event in Atlanta. I mean, it's just one of those things that doesn't come around very often. So take the opportunity. Check out some of these events. Uh, if you went to the concert, tweet at me. Let me know how to go. How was 2 Chains? Was it dope? Was it cool? You know, let me know. All right, guys. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Some